you wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on or turn up your speakers and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone, in this episode I have a very special podcaster, actress, influencer, and mom. She is more than just a dance mom, she's an inspiring woman who I think will be fantastic on the show. She has two very famous daughters, Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler. Today we're not just here to talk about them, I'm talking with Melissa Gisoni to hear about her life and what's going on off the red carpet. Welcome, Melissa. Oh, that was so good. I'm so impressed. You're 16. Wow. When I was 16... I was nothing like you. You're making me blush. I first of all want to say I'm so proud of girls today because I think that um, they're so much stronger than we were. So what's your story? I want to hear about you. Obviously, Maddie and Kenzie are very famous, but I'm I'm sure that you're the guy post for them. And I think that I think that everyone would love to hear about your account for this. Oh, you're so sweet. That's so awesome. Um, so wait, are you from Toronto? Yes. I can hear it in your voice, your little accent. I have an accent? Wow, I, I didn't hear it. I love it. You sound like Mama Mare, my, my girlfriend. Now this pandemic has struck. What's going on right now? What are you doing to pass the time? Well, the girls are still busy, actually. Um, and Maddie... Um, actually just had an audition this morning, but everything's on Zoom. Mackenzie has one in a half an hour at one o'clock. It's Zoom, which is crazy, but they're still working. They're still booking jobs, still doing jobs. Um, We've had over 92 COVID tests. So when you're on set, you have to get tested, which is a blessing. I mean, I'm happy when I can get COVID tests. life is very different. We have a small group of people that we are with and that's it. We don't go, you know, outside of our circle because of COVID. Um, But restaurants are starting to open tomorrow here in LA, but we're not going to be going. So when you're out on set and for example, Maddie or Kenzie's doing a job, what do you do? Like, do you kind of just hang out on your phone somewhere else? Or do you kind of like stalk the sets? Like, what do you do? I like to stalk the sets. <laughs> no, um, like on the bubble commercial it was so fun. It was all outside. It was at this really awesome high school. So I was able to watch the whole thing because it was all outside. But typically if it's inside, it's a skeleton crew. So you have to be, you know, far from everyone and wear a shield and, you know, and a face mask, of course. Um, but if not, if I have to be in a trailer, I usually am watching YouTube or Netflix. I'm obsessed with YouTube right now. Oh, what kind of things are you watching? Okay, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I love cake decorating. Me too. I love baking shows. Oh, oh my gosh, we should do um, a zoom call together and decorate together because it's so much fun to me. Sounds awesome. We'd be like Buddy Velastro and Duff. Oh, yes. I love Duff. I love Buddy too. Um, But, and then I watch bunny videos and then animal, um, I like animal couples, like a duck and a dog being friends. That's awesome. I totally did not expect this recording to go like this, but I love it. 
So along with you and your former fellow dance mom stars, Kelly Highland, Jill Veritas, and Holly Hatcher Frazier, you all launched a new podcast called Because Mom Said So. Now, I know everyone has heard that line, but what is your show about? Can you explain why moms say so? Well, we decided to do the podcast because the moms have had so much history together. So almost two years ago, um, we, the moms and I have known each other since Maddie was four and she's 18 now. So we knew each other years before the show started. So we had a lot of history together. So then we were together on the show and then all of a sudden we're not together anymore, but we still have so much, um, in common, but not, which is kind of crazy. Our lives all went really different ways, but we still have such a great bond together. So we all got together. I flew to Pittsburgh and I said, girls, let's do a podcast. And we were like, Hmm. And it took us a good year to get it off the ground, but it's so much fun. It's something I look forward to every week to be with the ladies. Um, we should be actually doing it together. However, um, we're doing it on a zoom, just like you and I are doing it just because I said so, you know, so it just kind of stuck. And, you know, your kids say that you're just, just because mom said so. We're really funny together. If you could hear some of the things that we don't put on the podcast, because we love to eat and it's always, everything always ends up to be about food. Um, you know, we just have a bond that no one will ever know. I think that's amazing. So where are you from? What's your story? I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, Yeah, until I was in second grade. And then my dad and mom and our family moved to Pennsylvania. Oh, why did you guys move to Pennsylvania? Um, We used to go camping there and my dad just liked the slow pace. So um, we built a house in the country and turned into country folk. (laughs) You're a farmly. Got it. (laughs) Yes. That's my love of animals because I had animals all around me my whole life. We um, adopted two bunnies and two dogs during quarantine. Aw. So you're referred to as a second mom by other people a part of the show Dance Moms. We see how grand everything is, the costumes, the production. But in a season two extra, you had said that you barely use your kitchen because your girls are always dancing. What was life like during that time? How were you able? I mean, you must just be super mom. Well, honestly, no, but I never really, we were really never home even before the show because the girls, I'd pick the girls up from school. And like on Mondays, I'd pick Brooke and Paige up too, because Kelly always had something on Mondays and we would feed the girls in the car. So we never really cooked and ate dinner at home. It was very rare. The kids would always eat in the car on the way to dance. So nothing really changed that way when we did the show because the girls all ate each other's food in the car and you know oh that's fun so while this is all happening the girls are dancing for the ldc team what were some of the things that you were telling your daughters and yourself to help understand and cope with all the demands and tasks that were being thrown at you well i think that dance prior to the show the girls danced so um they had to learn how to do like maddie mckenzie were in elementary school they would do their homework during their like free period at school, even though they were in elementary school, they would get their homework done or they would do it in the car. They learned to do their homework before dance because they danced till like nine, nine 30. 
So they didn't want to do it late at night, especially when they were in elementary school. So it really teaches you as just a dancer to really schedule well and, you know, be really organized because most of the dancers at the studio, I would say probably 95% of the kids at the studio were all straight A students, you know, because they knew they had to get their work done and do it efficiently and how they had to eat was efficiently. They'd have snacks in their dance bag and, you know, they would study on the way home if they had a test, but it really taught them to be, you know, a little mini adults at such a young age. Absolutely. And I can relate as well. I, when I was training for nationals in Florida, wow, I would get up and I would do classwork and then I'd go straight to karate pretty much the entire week, six, five, six nights a week. And I'd have to regiment my time as well. And my dad would just sit there and he'd be like, who are you? Who is this kid that would say, oh, I'll get it done when I get it done. Now I had like strict schedules and all that. So I understand that. And I think that it also helps teach people who are doing that responsibility and discipline. So Melissa, you were so invested. You and you were and you are so invested in your daughters. So when they were younger, you worked at the front desk at the studio to help pay for the dance bills. Talk about being a super mom. What was it like? Did your girls like that you were working there? Did they not like it? Did you like working there? Did you not like it? I loved working at the studio because when, let's see, Maddie was four, we weren't allowed, the parents were not allowed to be at the studio only once a month. So I would go upstairs and sit in the corner on the ground because Maddie didn't want me to leave. And Kenzie was only there once a week at that point, um, which she was with me too. She would play on the ground with me. Um, and Abby told Maddie, since your mom is always here, why don't you tell her to go work at the front desk? So that's where that began. And I loved it because I love the kids. So like if they came in and they're like, oh, I forgot a pair of shoes, I would find a pair of shoes like in the lost and found for them because they would get in trouble. Or I forgot my leotard. You know, I always took care of the kids. And I loved it. Like if they needed a Band-Aid or, you know, they weren't feeling well. I absolutely loved it. Can you tell me a little bit about the atmosphere in the ALDC studio? What were some of the practices like? Did you and the other moms get along? Well, um, prior to the show, it was so fun. We still have such great relationships. Um, There's like, of course, my moms from the show, but also... I have a group chat with seven moms and they're all from the studio, not on the show. We've had it for years, our chat. And then the bigger girls, like um, Kenzie's the youngest and uh, Nina Linhart is the oldest. She's 26, I think. She's a rock cat, Um, but we're all really still close, which is really awesome. And the little ones took care of the big ones at the studio. I mean, it was always, it was really, really fun. I have to say it was like, a second family and a second home. That's so sweet. Hearing you talk about it, it's just bringing a smile to my face. So before COVID, were you and the other girls hanging out like when they would come to LA or they, when you guys would travel back to Pittsburgh? Like Nina, our Rockette, she came last summer, the summer before COVID, and she stayed with us all summer. 
So it was really nice. She helped me. Um, I've had dance teachers here, but whenever the kids, any of those kids come to LA, they come and stay with me. Um, and when I go home, we do a Friendsgiving and all the kids get together and they watch old recitals, you know, tapes. It's really funny. And speaking of LA, when did you guys move out there? Well, we still have our house in Pennsylvania, um, but we have a house here, of course, too. Um, it's probably been about maybe four and a half years. And why did you guys move to LA? Is it just because of the jobs there? Yeah. So we, you know, decided to come out here and then they kept just booking jobs. So it was dumb for us to go home and come back because literally we'd go home and they say, oh, we need you in two days in LA. And it's not a great trip, as you know, like from Canada. And to just talk a little bit more about Dance Moms, were there times in the reality show where it was exaggerated? More exaggerated than what will be in reality? A little bit. Oh, yes, for sure. The show is so produced. I mean, that's reality shows. Is It's just a produced show. They have to sell it. So, oh, yeah, they had exactly. They knew what they wanted each show and they wanted drama and they created the drama. Looking back on it now, do you think that you would have still put the girls on the show and yourself? Oh, for sure, because it really opened up doors for them. And we really appreciate that. I'm glad um, they wouldn't allow the show. I mean, there's no way they could do what they do on that show nowadays, which is good, I think. Um, but it definitely helped my girls be where they are. And we appreciate that. In my research, looking at you and your daughters, well, I do have a little bit of prior knowledge. I do follow them both on Instagram. But you just must be so proud of the daughters that you've raised and yourself. I'm very proud of them. I really am. They're really good kids and they're like normal, which is really great. Like Maddie came here. Maddie has her own place now. And she came over last night and uh, my friend came over and cooked and we just ate together. And, you know, she had her broader dog and, you know, it's just a normal family with just a little bit of chaos with all our animals. <laughs> I read that you regret not going to college. Why do you regret that? Well, um, now I really regret it, but I could go back, you know, but I'm, I just wish I would have went to get the experience, but back where I come from, you know, and my mom is like, really, my mom was very old school. It was like, get married young, have kids. And that's all I wanted to do was get married. And then I was going to go to nursing school because I really have a passion for that. And I just volunteered. So I volunteered my whole life, like in nursing homes and things like that. But if I could go back to college, it would be for politics. I love politics. Do you still keep up with politics now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It never ends. You say that you regret not going to college. But looking back on it, you had so many life experiences that you wouldn't have gotten if you had went to college. Is going to college something that you are encouraging Maddie or Kenzie to do? Well, so Kenzie, she did actual real school like curriculum, our school back home. She did Zoom with my husband because he's home. Um, she's going to start in the spring doing college classes. So she's just going to do an one online this spring just to feel it out. That's really interesting. Yeah, I'm really proud of her. 
Aside from podcasting right now, is there anything else that you'd like to do once the lockdown lifts? Um, well, we're working on the moms and I, we want to go on the road with our podcast. So that's a really fun thing. We want to come, we'll definitely come to Toronto because that's a big market for us. I love it there because my best friend lives there. Um, but um, that's really on our list is to go from, you know, city to city on the weekends to do our podcast live. Well, I'd love for you to come to Toronto. Just wrapping things up, if you could tell everyone listening right now a mantra that you believe in strongly, something that you've taught your daughters and yourself from time to time to help cope with everything that's being thrown at you, what would it be? I think the biggest thing in the world is to be humble, to be kind, and to give. I think that a service is very important, especially as a young kid and a young kid even not just in the business, but even as a young child, you know, when someone needs help, my mom always told me, my mom never had a lot of money, but if someone is asking for help, you should help them. You should never question it. And I do that. And my kids do it too. And I love when they dig in their purse, when we see homeless people and they hand their money out the door. Um, I think that's really kind, but being kind, humble, and being a servant, I think is really important. Well, that really touched my heart. So in closing, I'd like to ask you five rapid fire questions. So don't think, just tell me. When you're at home, do you like to put on makeup or not? Always. What TV show are you currently binging? Um, uh, what's it called? Wait, let me think of what this is called because I just, oh, it's called Nurses. Really bad actress acting, but I really enjoy it. I don't know why. Do you still watch Dance Moms? I never watched it. Wow. Well, I guess you got to see it for yourself anyways, when the girls were dancing. If you could be any mythical character, who would it be? Snow White. That's mythical. Is that mythical? I think that counts. Do you prefer heels or sneakers? Well, I love a heel. I feel so good in a heel. I want to thank Melissa Gisoni for coming on the show. I think we covered some very interesting topics and just thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciated it. Oh, you're so sweet, honey. And I'm just so proud of you. I love when I can see a young girl killing it. You know, keep it up. Thank you. This is Kayla Jackson and thanks for listening to Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to tell you and your friends and family to listen. Mm-hmm.